It's time to ring that bell and take it home as Jimmy J calls it outside of the ring. Welcome to Take It Home TV. Ah, it feels great to have my voice back and be back in the business and to be a part of this wide, wide world of professional wrestling. And this week, episode 53, Take It Home TV, we are going to continue... Ring that bell and wrap up each and everything going on in the world of pro wrestling. And by now, if you don't know who this ruggedly handsome individual is with these melodious tones piping through your speakerphone, I am your host, the host that covers the most, Jimmy J. And yeah, we got some things to talk about this week. We're going to touch a little bit on Monday Night Raw. I'm going to talk about Dynamite, MJF, Cody, the lashing. The passion of the Cody Rhodes, if you will. Touch on NWA Power, my thoughts for actually sitting there and watching the entire episode of Power, really for the first time. I've seen bits and pieces, but this was like the first time, so forgive me. I know I'm late to the game. We're going to talk about that. A couple signees to WWE we're going to discuss, okay? And more on this show, as well as the last event from the organization that I am involved in, BCW... The last event, Queen of the North 2. We're going to touch on that when I go into the Indies in a segment on this episode later on. But folks, you know, I, I don't know where to begin. So I got to begin with the one spot I think I should begin in or begin at. It's myself, yours truly, because <laughs> not being conceited, not being cocky. Just want to tell you I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have my voice back. To be back in action, you know, you don't hear it. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit of clockage still in the nasal cavities, but most of it is clear. And I'm back in action. And I'm happy to be back here, episode 53. For those of you that don't know where to find us, uh, we are, as a podcast as well, on all platforms, on Apple, on Google, on Spotify. Just search for the logo, you know, this like that light blue logo with uh, the ring and the house and the bell that's encapsulated. Yeah, you know, take it on TV. Look for that logo. See us there. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe below to the YouTube channel. You can follow me on the Instagram at Take It Home TV and on Twitter at G 719 I'm excited about a couple things, folks. A couple personal things uh, I want to discuss briefly. BCW, home organization, doing big things. We are out in Jersey right now. Uh, I'm going to talk about that event later on, but... The fact that we're at a new venue in Jersey, and we delivered like no other, for three years, this organization has been in business, over three years. And this was the first time I've seen a packed house like that, and I've seen fans really, really, truly invested in every single thing that was happening on the show. I'm happy to be a part of this organization. I'm happy to... uh, Get an opportunity to do some things with BCW, like backstage interviews and some other things which I will be talking about, which will be airing on my channel weekly. And I'm going to talk about that later on. Um, Watch parties. There's been some news. For those of you that are viewing this right now, um, on Friday, you're going to get the scoop before I actually send out the promo video over the weekend. Tommy Dreamer, unfortunately, will not be a part of our next watch party, the AEW Revolution watch party, due to contractual obligations. However, Tommy will be a part of a 
future watch party. Something that's not going to be too far down the line. Uh, maybe within the next couple of months or so. We haven't found a viable replacement yet, but fret no more because we will. And I'm going to make that announcement sometime over the weekend or Monday. If we haven't found a replacement yet, it will be a mystery guest. And we will find one in the upcoming days or so. But I just want to let everybody know that Tommy, unfortunately, will not be a part of that watch party. The next one in store for Buffalo Wild Wings, same location, Forest Hills, Queens, 71st Continental. But I want to move along. Let's get started right here, folks. I want to talk WWE to start it up right now. Now, unfortunately, I'm not going to be covering SmackDown because I'm recording this on a Thursday night. And moving forward, it's going to be Thursday night. So I won't be able to talk about SmackDown. And by this time, by the time you're seeing it, I don't want to talk about last week because the new episode would have already dropped the same day that I'm dropping this. So it makes no sense. But what I will say is Raw and NXT, I thought, personally delivered this week, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought Monday Night Raw started off perfectly. Randy Orton coming out and the fans looking to address... What had happened between Randy Orton and Edge with that concerto, that vicious concerto that Orton delivered. And Orton, man of no words. And I think the best things are left unsaid and not spoken. And that was perfect. I thought that whole segment with Orton was perfect. He had the crowd like this. And everybody, including myself at home, was waiting to hear what he had to say. And the fact that, you know, his facial expression said it all, spoke volumes. I loved it. I want to see what they're going to do moving forward here. I want to see if they're going to have Edge talk about that incident, which I'm pretty sure they will. Uh, maybe from a hospital or home with a neck brace or whatnot. I want to see what happens here. But, you know, they're working towards that Mania match between Edge and Randy Orton. And I'm looking forward to that match as well. Uh, and I really, really love, man, Orton. Orton is extremely underrated, I think. This is a guy that you can put in that superstar level, and there's not many of those guys nowadays. There really isn't. It's, they're few and far in between. Orton's one of them. Great job by Randy Orton to open Monday Night Raw. I like the Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley segment, face-to-face in the middle of the ring. I think that, you know, you look at the women's roster. You look at what WWE has, right? And I was questioning why wasn't Sasha Banks in the Rumble. And then I realized she's injured. And I'm like, okay, who else viable options to win that Royal Rumble? Now, Shayna Baszler would have made a statement by winning. But realistically speaking, I personally only seen two. Alexa Bliss, in my opinion, and Charlotte Flair. And Charlotte Flair won the Royal Rumble for the women. Uh, and then in the middle of the ring, you know, the Queen is talking, talking about she won 10 championships already, and Rhea Ripley comes out, hey, yeah, you, you could beat all of those ladies that you had named in the ring, but you have yet to beat me. And I loved it. You look at the size of Rhea Ripley. Look at the size of Charlotte. It is a perfect match. Rhea gives Charlotte a run for her money. I haven't found, and I really can't see any women on the women's roster right now that could look Charlotte eye to eye and actually give her a run for her money as far as size goes and strength goes and maybe even athleticism. You know, I mean, plenty of women on the roster that have uh, that athletic ability, but 
when you look at Rhea and Charlotte face to face, I was looking at a female version of Andre and Hogan. That's my opinion. And and listen, take it as you want it. But that's what I seen in the middle of the ring. The revolution is real. Women have been making a statement now for quite some time. And I still feel we're in the early stages of that. Okay? And you look at Charlotte. She really led the way for the WWE since this whole revolution started. Her, Sasha Banks, a couple other women. And I'm not trying to knock... The women from back in the day. I'm not trying to knock the Trish Stratuses and the and the leaders and the Chinas or, or whatnot or the Alondra Blazes, okay, or the Bullicanos. I mean, I'm not trying to knock those women, but when you really think of the revolution, you really think of, you know, women wrestling and having, you know, a legit match and it's not just being used for sex appeal or not just being used in a segment or filler. You know, the revolution really began a little over a year ago. And Charlotte Flair was the woman that really paved that way. She is the trendsetter. She's the trailblazer. But now I look at Rhea Ripley as another woman that could literally fill her shoes. So, loved it. Love what happened on Raw with them two ladies. Uh, I also enjoyed the fact that Ricochet won in the main event on Raw. Okay, over Rollins and Lashley. Something different. Going to be going against Lesnar, and we all know what's going to happen, okay? We know Lesnar is just going to dominate. This is going to be total domination up until that match at WrestleMania against Drew McIntyre, and I'm telling you, if they do not put this strap on Drew McIntyre, I'm going to be irate, because this man needs to be the world champion. He exudes, he exemplifies world champion. And i got to tell you, I've been saying this since last year. I've been saying, and I said Drew is going to be the man of 2020. I gotta, I gotta start getting these clips together and just start posting them on my social media and have the date on the bottom when I said that because it's true. I did say it. I'm not a psychic, but you know what? Handwriting was on the wall, and I've been watching pro wrestling long enough to know when somebody is going to be in that spot. And well, WWE did the right thing in uh, Drew McIntyre and putting him over in the Rumble, and hopefully, God willing. Over at WrestleMania. One last thing on Monday Night Raw. One last thing. The crowd in Salt Lake City, Utah was absolutely electric. They made it there in a snowstorm. Raw almost was canceled because of a snowstorm in Utah. But the fans made it out and they filled that arena. And they watched one hell of a show. And they made it one hell of a show with their enthusiasm. And that is what we are missing in a lot of arenas and a lot of venues. We are missing the fan appreciation and the fan involvement, the cheering, the booing, the excitement. I'm tired of watching WWE programming or other wrestling programming for that matter and seeing the fans with their head like this. Looking into the phone. Texting. Or just doing something else. Or on the phone call. Or just talking. And just not even appreciating what's going on in the middle of the ring. Okay. And that's that's a problem. Okay. And I know I can't solve this problem. And I'm not going to be the guy to solve this problem. But hopefully the fans can get it together. Because the fans back in my day. Well. Say no more. I have to say no more. I could just, just tell you to look at this DVD right here. You see that error? Yeah. May not be the best error in pro wrestling. But that was the error that the fans were the most electric 
hands down. You know, I want to move along right now because there is just so much pro wrestling product that I got to talk about, that I got to cover, and it's hard to absorb it all, but I finally had an opportunity. I finally had an opportunity to watch NWA Power. It's the worst rock impersonation ever. Period. But yeah, NWA Power this week, uh, I sat down and I didn't do it Tuesday night. I did it right after AEW, to be very honest with you. Had an opportunity to watch the entire one hour, power hour of NWA Power. And man, I, I gotta tell you, you know, if you haven't seen it, if you have not seen a full episode of NWA Power, you don't know what you're missing. Seriously, straightforward with you. I've watched bits and pieces before. I even watched the match before, but to sit down and watch the whole thing, right? And to see what they got going on. And the whole atmosphere, it's very unique. It's like a pro wrestling sitcom. It's like live studio audience inside of the studio, and they're having pro wrestling matches. And they have little segments or whatnot. It's on YouTube. You can check them out. You can watch the old episodes if you want. NWA Power. Uh, this particular episode featured Allison Kay taking on Thunder Rosa in the rematch of Hard Times for the NWA Women's Championship. Damn good match. Okay. Um, other great matches on the card, of course. I mean, for those of you wondering who's a part of this organization, for those diehard WWE people out there, you know, Damian Sandow. With it, with his real name, I think I believe it's Aaron Stevens. I, I forgive me if I'm wrong, but Sandow's one of them. Molina, former WWE Women's Champion and Superstar. Okay, she's a part of this organization. And just a who's who: Nick Aldis, NWA World Champion. Uh, so many, so many different people a part of this, you know, organization. Um, and they're growing, and they're growing rapidly. I believe their next pay per view, the Crockett Cup, is returning in April. Of this year, the date has not been announced yet. Uh, they showed a little commercial for it during NWA Power. Uh, I like this guy Tim Storm. What he's doing, man! Very real promos and from the heart. And reminds me, I'm not gonna say he's on the caliber of Dusty Rhodes. He's not. All due respect to Tim, but reminds me a little bit of Dusty Rhodes mixed in with like a motivational speaker of some sort. I don't know. It's it's weird, man. The guy. The guy could talk, and he talks from his heart. I urge everybody out there, if you haven't seen one of their events, uh, Hard Times was the last one, or Into the Fire before that, please support them. Check them out. NWA doing big things. This whole revitalization of this product. You know, thanks to Mr. Corrigan. Okay, thanks to Dave Lagana. I mean, you guys, you're doing a great job here, man. Uh, seriously. And if it's just one person, one fan telling you that right now, I know there's way more than me saying it, but listen, from me to you guys, if you're watching this, one hell of a job. And there's another gentleman that I know and I've spoke to and I've did collaborations with. His name is Mr. Adam Rotella. He covers everything NWA, so check out Mr. Adam Rotella on all social media. He's on Twitter. He has a channel. He did a podcast. I think he's still doing podcasts in regards to the NWA. Check out Mr. Adam Rotella. Check out NWA Power. But the other organization that I want to talk about this week is AEW Dynamite. And I got a couple of emails and direct messages and messages in general. 
in mail, in my personal mail, but no, no, I'm joking, okay, about why, why have I stopped covering AEW Dynamite recaps, and it's simple, simple answer here, folks, time, I want to consolidate everything into this show, into Take It Home TV, this is what the whole gist of it is, Take It Home TV is taking it home, we're wrapping up the week in pro wrestling, I wanted to do something separate because it was new and fresh, and I started it out like that, uh, but I have something special for everybody out there, and I want to let everybody in on something right now. I don't know if anybody has heard of Hot Mike, but there's an app out there that allows you to commentate on live TV, okay, on live TV programming, sports programming. So what I am going to embark on in the next few weeks of show, so, excuse me, show, okay, talking that Brooklynese, hey, forget about it. What I'm going to embark on is a mission right here to deliver the recaps, but not really a recap. I'm going to do live commentary of AEW Dynamite. I'm going to give this a test run on this hot mic thing going on here so you guys and girls that have been asking for it, you can now receive it, and hear my live commentary on AEW Dynamite. Uh, I might be doing some live commentary on other shows as well, so stay tuned for that. Maybe Raw. I mean, I don't know about Raw. Raw is like three hours. I'm going to die three hours. Come on. SmackDown, maybe on Friday nights. Who knows? But this is something that I plan on doing. Uh, This hot mic thing, I'm going to talk about this as I get more details on it, but stay tuned for that. Now, back to AEW Dynamite this week. The build is real. Moxley, Jericho, it's going to happen at Revolution. And, well, Moxley got his revenge this week. It was an eye for an eye. As he took on Ortiz, beat Ortiz with, uh, you know, at ringside, of course, the inner circle, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Santana, Jake Hager. After the match, Moxley wins. They run towards the ring. Okay, to try to save Santana because Moxley has Jericho's car keys and jabs it right in the eye of Santana. Oh, my God. Ruthless, John Moxley is. And Santana now has a patch over that eye. An eye for an eye. And I believe these two are going to be going at it next week. I'm looking forward to that. Overall, Dynamite for me, you know, something special every single week. It delivered again for me. Uh, incredible eight-man tag match as well on the show. Incredible women's match they had on the show as well. I looked at the main event that they had on the show here. And it wasn't a main event match. It was the lashing of Cody Rhodes. Or the passion of the Cody Rhodes. And I say that because it reminded me of the passion of the Christ. Because Cody got his ass handed to him. Okay. Ten lashes. By MJF. And everybody try to come out to save him. Orrin Anderson, please stop it, please. Dustin, say, I'll take it. I'll take the lashes for my brother. Brandy, please, that's my husband. Don't, don't, don't do it. Not, not, no more. Just have some sympathy. Damn it. Damn you, MJF. Took that last lashing and Cody hit the floor again. Fans, fans, man, emotions running wild. I mean, we're going to talk about the the feedback on social media 
okay, from the fans momentarily. But then, of course, afterwards, MJF leaving through the crowd. Speaking of fans, there's one of them that went after MJF. And I don't know if this was staged or not or whatever. Wardlow was there, kind of like, you know, threw him in the back of the curtain or whatnot. I don't know what happened after that, but it's kind of funny. MJF taunts the fans, wants them to come after him for some reason. Having his beef with Dave LaGreca, talking shit about Dave LaGreca's wife, which is completely wrong. I don't know what happened. LaGreca was even on the radio station, okay, on Thursday, as I record this today, okay. Don't know where he's at. Nobody knows where LaGreca is. Bully doesn't know. Tommy doesn't know. Okay, was it him that jumped MJF? Is this a storyline? No, no. I, I doubt it's Dave LaGreca, okay? I'm pretty sure this is somebody that AEW just placed there to go along with it or whatnot. Because uh, I think if it was a real fan doing that, I think MJF or Wardlow would have just leveled him, pretty much. Or the security would have tackled him, okay, beforehand. Uh, but just thinking about that lashing, what this says to me is that Cody is going to go through whatever it takes to get to MJF. So no matter the stipulation you put in front of him, Cody is going to deliver. Okay? Whatever you want him to do to get to you, MJF, he's going to follow through with because that's how bad Cody Rhodes wants MJF in that ring. And he showed it. And man, so did his back. Because those lashings were heard nationwide, echoed throughout the arena. And there was some feedback on social media, including myself. I, I don't know, it reminded me of just Jesus Christ himself getting whipped. God forgive me. I mean, crazy. Absolutely crazy. I mean, But I've seen worse. We've seen worse wrestling fans out there. I mean, Tommy Dreamer getting caned by the Sandman. You know, Bully Ray in Ring of Honor and what happened over there. I mean, come on, there's there's incidents that we've seen that are way worse than this, but people on social media seem to be a little little too sensitive. Some people out there saying that this is too far, uh, it's too much. No, it's not. No, it's not. I don't think it's enough. I think that this was necessary. To show you what Cody will go through to get his hands on MJF. To show you how serious this rivalry is. And to show you that this is going to be a knockout, dragout brawl as it should be. This should not be a grappling match. This is not something you should see like a Timothy Thatcher and Davey Boy Smith Jr. style match. This is not something that you should um, expect to see no blood in. Okay, this is blood driven. This is something that we need to see blood drawn. Okay, the beef is real. And I think both of these guys are going to have one incredible storytelling match at AEW Revolution. And I can't wait. So the big news of the week. Killer Cross, Timothy Thatcher, signed with WWE. What do I think about this? Well... Thatcher, damn near 37 years old, uh, seasoned veteran, tremendous Matt wrestler, great choice, great choice hands down, because you think of your age, right, you're getting up there, you want something that is going to provide you with probably 
the safest environment, on top of that, the most benefits overall, and the most exposure, and I think WWE is that promotion. Rumor has it, Thatcher wanted to sign with a Japan organization, but because that fell through, this was his next option, and this is why he chose to go with WWE. WWE has been uh, on the Thatcher bandwagon since WrestleMania 31. And finally, Tim is a part of WWE. I think it's a great choice. I think it, it brings diversity to WWE. Because we see a lot of this nowadays. Uh, we see a lot of this on other promotions. A lot of uh, spot fest, if you will. And high spots. And there's not a lot of that, that technical wrestling. And I remember seeing a match for MLW between Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Timothy Thatcher. And the whole entire MLW show was either hardcore or high spots. Okay. And this was the only match... On the card, that was a pure wrestling match. And that's what Thatcher specializes in. So I can't wait to see what he brings to the table for WWE and, and how they're going to utilize him. Because that's been a problem for some time now. You know, how WWE utilizes some of the talent. Again, I'm not behind the scenes. I don't know what happens, but this is what I hear. This is what the talent talk about, okay? This is the frustrations of some of the talent. That they're not being used. And, well, we do see it. You look at EC3, okay? You look at Luke Harper, who's now out of that organization. Then you talk about Killer Cross and the man. If you have not seen Killer Cross have cut a promo, I don't know what you're waiting for, man. Go to his Instagram, go to any one of his social media platforms, and I'm pretty sure you're going to see a promo that he had cut recently or in the past or whatnot. Incredible. Absolutely incredible on the microphone. In-ring work, pretty damn good. How WWE is going to utilize him, that's the question. But I do think that Killer Cross is going to have a successful WWE run. I mean, it's not only him in WWE after all. It's his wife, girlfriend, wife, Scarlett Bordeaux. One of the... Hottest, was the hottest free agent out there, okay, after the whole ordeal with Impact. And it's kind of funny. It was a minor ordeal for Scarlett, and then she got released, granted her release rather quickly. But they held on the cross. Why? I have no idea. But thank God, and I, I met the man before at an ICW show recently, ICW No Holds Barred, and I told him personally, you know, congratulations, honestly, because he deserves it. He deserves to... Be released and get his release, man. I mean, it's ridiculous that anybody would do that, okay, and hold somebody like that captive. But he did tell me he had a lot of options on the table, did not specify which one he was aiming for. I was under the assumption already, and I think most of us were under that assumption that it was going to be WWE because of his girlfriend, okay, being a part of that company. And, you know, it makes sense. It just makes sense. You travel together, you know, it happens, you know, especially people on the road. It's hard to maintain you know, relationships that are outside of pro wrestling if you're traveling all the time, okay? And we've seen that with many superstars. So the fact that they're going to be together and most likely traveling together, that is a huge plus. I want to see Cross a part of NXT, okay? I want to see that, okay? I think NXT is a superior product in ring overall for WWE. And 
you don't hear me talking a lot about NXT in the, in the reviews or whatnot because honestly, quite honest, I don't have the time to sit here and actually watch the entire show. I get a recap, a quick recap of it. I listen to Busted Open Radio. I find out the results. I read a little bit of it. You know, I, I never get a chance to sit down and watch it. And I don't like talking about it if I don't actually physically watch it myself. So that's the reason why I don't talk about it a lot. But I do know what's going on. And I would love to see kill across a part of that. But hopefully, WWE does the right thing with both of these talents. Tremendous talents that are on board this organization right now. That have just been acquired by WWE. But, you know, you talk about talents that are being acquired. AEW looking at one top independent wrestling talent. His name... Mansur one. Oh yeah, Mansur baby. They're looking at Mansur, and I, I hope that they do sign Mansur. But I hope it's after we use him for one of the watch parties because damn, I talked to Mance. He was all in, no pun intended, for one of the watch parties that we're going to be hosting for an AEW show. So it's kind of weird, Mance Warner being a part of an AEW watch party, then getting signed by AEW. I don't know, man. We're trying to get that to happen to come to fruition beforehand. Uh, but who knows? Who knows what's happening now? Who knows if he even signed the contract? I do know one thing, though. And I don't know if you heard this anywhere, but this could be breaking news. Rumor has it that Matt Hardy has signed to AEW. Okay, that's just a little rumor going around here. Of my One of my sources have been saying that. Okay, so... I think he's going to be unveiled in the next upcoming weeks or so. So stay tuned for Matt Hardy. He might make his debut at Revolution. Matt Hardy's just one name, though. They're looking to Luke Harper, another individual who's New York native, getting a contract with AEW. I think that would do wonders for Harper's career. You know, AEW's roster doesn't run that deep, but they have been doing the most with the talent that they have. I'm just impressed. I'm impressed about... What they've been doing since day one. Okay, I thought, you know, it would have been huge right out of the gate. It would have been a home run right out of the gate. And it was. But I was wondering, how long are they going to maintain that momentum? Because it's not getting that momentum. Okay, it's not getting to the top. It's maintaining that position. And AEW has done that weekly with Dynamite. And it's amazing just to see every single week. Now, some weeks are better than others. But overall... They put on probably the best pro wrestling program of the week, in my opinion. Okay, again, my opinion. Wrestling subjective. We could all love all wrestling products for different reasons. I think, though, I enjoy AEW the most still, I personally believe, because it still brings back that nostalgia feeling of WCW. It has great storytelling, and that mesh together with the athleticism from a lot of those talent and individuals on their roster, it really makes for a great show. But take note in the way, from NWA, from MLW, from even Impact, from WWE, everybody has their own uniqueness and brings something special to the table. But I can't wait to see who AEW is going to acquire next, because this seems to be the big thing right now. The big thing is the talent pool. And, you know, talent is just getting eaten up all over the place. And the question arises, like, how are these indie organizations going to maintain with all this talent getting acquired by AEW and WWE right now? Well, here's the answer. There is no way AEW and WWE are going to acquire all the talent out there. Now, 
You may have some talent working for MLW and Impact and Ring of Honor, one of the smaller, or I should say, the higher independent organizations. Because when you look at mainstream, it's AEW and WWE. Okay, everything else falls under that. Impact, MLW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and NWA, and so on and so forth. Okay, it's just like a tier level. And, and, and you know, my opinion, okay, but the beautiful thing about working for one of those higher-up independent organizations, if you will, like an MLW or an Impact, you know, you might have that opportunity to still work with not only the indies, but AEW, because they have some of those lenient contracts. But then there's WWE, which doesn't have those lenient contracts, and you are exclusive to WWE. And that's what makes it tough once you get... Uh, you know, contractually obligated to work for WWE, you can't go outside of there. So Killer Cross and Thatcher, they're locked in until their contract is up. Anybody else a part of WWE, locked in. Can't do nothing with. But AEW, I am looking to see if they do sign the Mance, Mance Warner, Mancer, if he's still going to be a part of MLW moving forward. Well, only time will tell. But, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful time to be a part of of pro wrestling in any way, shape, or form. I'm grateful to, to be able to do what I do, to do some interviews, to talk about it, to have a weekly podcast and episode on YouTube to talk about pro wrestling, to give you the recap of the week and what's been going on in the world of pro wrestling. And, you know, nothing too crazy this week. Nothing that really stands out except for the contract signings and uh, obviously the recap of all the shows that happened this week. But, there's always something happening. That's the thing. There's always something to talk about in pro wrestling. Yes, yeah, some weeks are going to be, you know, more informative than others. Some weeks are going to be crazy. Some weeks are going to be light, like this week. And that's why I have another segment, what I like to call Into the Indies. And this week on Into the Indies, I'm going to be talking about BCW, my home organization that I work with out of New Jersey now. Based out of New Jersey now, we are officially going to be doing live shows out of Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, uh, for the most part. Knights of Columbus building out there. The first show we did, Queen of the North 2, last week was a huge success. I was just getting over this cold. But I had an opportunity to do a lot of interviews with a lot of different people. And this is the beautiful thing about indie wrestling. It brings a lot of different talent all together. We get, we get an opportunity to pull these talent from all organizations. Maybe even an AEW. All organizations except for the big one, WWE. So... I had an opportunity to talk to some uh, of the women because this was a predominantly all-women show with the exclusion of the BCW World Champion, Mr. Darius Carter, defending his championship against a healed Riley Shepard. Okay, uh, incredible match that was as well. Uh, we crowned the new BCW Women's Champion. Congratulations to Vanity. You can see that interview on this YouTube as well or on the Instagram. Fight TV will be hosting BCW's events moving forward as well. Uh, we're also on Title Match. We're on uh, Nothing Else on TV as well. It's something in the UK. So there's a few different areas that you can view these BCW events and also see yours truly with some of the backstage interviews that I do. But I do a little bit more than that. And 
I wanted to make this announcement on this episode that I'm going to be doing a weekly BCW show. It is going to be airing every single Monday. This will be the first episode this Monday. I'm not going to unveil anything else but that. The gist of the show is to keep everybody informed and everybody up to date about what had happened at the recent or the last BCW event and what's going to happen at the next BCW event. It will feature some live vignettes and videos, some live footage, and of course yours truly discussing the product of BCW. This is how we differentiate ourselves from many other independent wrestling organizations out there. We're growing and we're going to continue to grow. And I want to give a special thank you to Mr. Anthony Cole for giving me this opportunity. Special thank you for a shot of wrestling, Green Man, Mark Schwann, Hollywood, MJP, Eric Jaden, all you guys that really warm welcomed, if you will, or welcomed me with open arms into the Shot of Wrestling crew. Uh, you know, I appreciate everybody. Okay. Everybody who is a part of BCW, Mr. AJ Pan, Mr. Pete Rosado, okay, Mr. Shane Fair doing a ring announcements, uh, you know, Swerving Irvin behind the camera, everybody who makes it possible, including and especially the fans of BCW for coming out there. But this is something special, guys, because, you know, I started this channel and I started really just to talk about pro wrestling, to talk about mainstream. And then it kind of went off into the higher indie organizations like, you know, MLW and Impact. I started covering a little bit of that. I stopped covering both, but continue now. I will be covering MLW 5-Minute Fusion Weekly starting this week again. So that's breaking news as well. Uh, And then I started covering indie organizations. And I became a part of this indie organization. And now... I will have a weekly show for this organization that will be dropping not only on my YouTube, not only on BCW's YouTube, but on Fight TV. So I am real excited about that. Um, I'm going to put it all together. I'm the guy that is literally going to put everything together. I'm going to get the footage from BCW, and I'm going to put this whole show together myself as I do with all my content on this channel. So I'm excited. Great show, though. BCW Queen of the North 2. You guys and girls have got to come out to the next one. It is the biggest show of the year for BCW. BCW's anniversary show. It is going down. We've been doing this over three years. This is going to be something very, very special. March 27th out in New Jersey. Location, venue. It's already confirmed. Same venue as before. 106 Bergen Avenue, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Knights of Columbus Building. You got to come out there. Further details will be unveiled. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that BCW exclusive coming your way Monday. But also, huge indie wrestling show coming up February 20th. Outlaw. Outlaw Pro Wrestling. The last host of our watch party. Of our Royal Rumble watch party. Outlaw Pro Wrestling. Bull James and the crew will be having an event. Outlaw Wrestling. Excuse me. Because if I ever say Outlaw Pro Wrestling again, Bull James is going to castrate me. So I promise, Bolt, that's the last time I'm going to say it. Outlaw Wrestling is having a show February 20th. Oh, Lady of Mount Carmel, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. It is going to be a who's who, a lineup. You got to come out there, support this organization, support indie wrestling, and I promise you it will be an experience that you will never forget because the fans of Outlaw make this special, and the talent that perform at Outlaw Pro Wrestling make this 
very special. It's a family environment. And for nothing else, come out and say hello to yours truly, Jimmy J. Going to be one hell of a time. February 20th, yes, that's a Thursday. You can call out now for Friday because it's going to be a wild night. Outlaw makes it real, baby. And that has been Into the Indies this week on Take It Home TV. All right, bell ringers, it's that time. We're going to wrap it up over here. Episode 53, Take It Home TV. And I know it wasn't tremendously informative uh, this week, but you know what? It was just me getting back in the swing of things. I've been out of commission for some time. I've been under the weather. I'm finally feeling a little bit better. And I just wanted to give you a quick recap of the week in wrestling and, you know, the top news out there, the the new signings and whatnot. But moving forward, um, I'm going to change some things around over here. First and foremost, for those viewing, two things are going to be changing. I want to change the scenery around here and uh, spice it up a little bit. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I definitely have something else in store from what we have traditionally over here. Um, And secondly, I want to add some live footage from time to time when I go to an indie event over the weekend or whatnot or, you know, any place that I go to that has pro wrestling. If I get an interview or quick clips of a match or something, I want to throw it on here. For you to get that visual. Now for the audio and audio only people. Unfortunately you're not going to be able to see that. You could probably hear it. But you're not going to be able to see it. Um, So that's something you may want to look into. If you're listening on the podcast. Maybe you want to just check out what we got going on. On the YouTube channel. Um, You know I'm just going to spice it up a little bit. Over here and take it on TV. I want to have a couple main topics. Uh, It doesn't really necessarily have to do with what's been going on in the week of pro wrestling, those topics. It could just be something as simple as, you know, social media and pro wrestling or, you know, less being more and the injuries in pro wrestling. You know, I've been thinking about a lot of a lot of these things and things that, you know, fans discuss but people don't really talk about out there on a regular basis and I want to cover that. I want to give you my thoughts and opinions on that as well. I'm going to keep everybody up to date about what's going on with BCW, what's going on with this hot mic situation where I'm going to be doing live commentary as the shows are going down, so stay tuned for that. Uh, more news always to come. You can follow me on the social media at Take It Home TV on Instagram, at JHAG, it's J-H-A-G-G-7-1-9 on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook at Take It Home TV. Subscribe below, and I promise you're not going to be disappointed. Check out the crew, Shot of Wrestling, on all social media platforms. The Watch Party, February 29th for AEW Revolution, coming to Forest Hills in Queens, New York. We will be announcing the guest host sometime, hopefully, by Monday or Tuesday, or if we don't have a guest, we're going to tell you it's a mystery, we're going to get one. So don't worry about it. There will be a special host for the next upcoming watch party. But the week right after that is another watch party for WWE Elimination Chamber, which we do have a special guest. And guest, I should say, BWF, TJ Marconi in the gang will be a part of that watch party on March 8th, same location. Stay tuned. There's going to be a lot more news that I will be dropping about everything Jimmy J, Taking Home TV, and pro wrestling as we continue to ring that bell on the world of pro wrestling. Enjoy. Have a blessed weekend.